Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost. That'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need, get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com. Get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcasts help you out. Pretty Easy Podcasts is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcasts caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. is cooking it's still football but it's professional football reimagined this is our moment our story to tell this is history begun this is the xfl welcome football fans this is the week of october 27 2019 this is the road to 2020 and this is the xfl show i'm alan I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. This week, the schedule for the 2020 season was released. We know the coaches. We know the players. We know the matchups. This is episode 93. Time to mark your calendars because we are only 15 weeks away from kickoff. And we know that when we kick off in 2020, that very first game will be the Seattle Dragons at the DC Defenders, Bryant, Vince, I, I, I'm having a tough time picking one game. I know we're trying to pick up the game of the year we're hyped up the most for. I, I, might, I might have to stall for a while. We've got a lot in front of us on this week's show. Yeah, Alan, there's 40 choices for you to make if you really think about <laughs> all the game choices of what the game of the year could actually be at this moment. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yes, the schedule is out, Alan. You and I broke it down earlier this week uh, on YouTube. Uh, it was a great moment. I love this time of year uh, when schedules start getting released because, like I said, I'm a scheduled nerd for whatever reason. Yeah, Vince, we did the uh, live YouTube show, and we put put that also on the podcast feed for anybody who wants to listen to it. Bryant and I instant reactions to the schedule. But, Vince, you weren't on that, so you get to give your – you've had time to think about it and analyze the schedule, and you get to give us your thoughts on, on the whole map, the 10-week map leading up to the playoffs and the championship game in the XFL. Uh, and we'll – Right out of the gate, real quick, just any anything that surprised you with the first week of the season? Uh, I, I'll say this. I'm a little surprised uh, St. Louis was not home that first week. I know we've been talking a lot about that over the past several weeks, uh, months, really. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised that uh, Dallas and Bob Stoops, who I still can't believe is in this league, w- was not featured uh, in a game on Saturday. Uh, but 
Yeah, I, I, those kind of caught me by surprise. But overall, I'd, I'd say this is, you know, an excellent schedule. Uh, we've known the times and the networks of these games for, for quite a while. Uh, now we've got some teams matched up there. Uh, I really don't have too many complaints about them. Uh, maybe a little bit the fact that Dallas uh, may have gotten hosed a little bit with the two Thursday night matches. Oh, we'll get to that. And again, they, 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 they are the premier team, I suppose. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, you know, I, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. I, you know, fans across the country right now, you got to be thinking. You know, if you're, you know, if you're a, a Seattle fan, you know, wh- which away games are you going to? People are probably talking about that. Yeah, that's what we're talking about this week. The, on this show, we're going to be circling some games, hyping up some matchups, talking about some matchups getting into some more detail with the schedule. But if you want to hear us break each week down game by game and and the overall, you know, instant reaction to the schedule and all the kind of nuts and bolts of what we thought went into scheduling it, that's on the schedule show, the schedule release show that we did. And that is still up on the podcast feed. So wherever you subscribe to podcasts, you probably see it under the episode that you just clicked on and you could listen to that. It's also up on YouTube if you need uh, graphics to accompany it because uh, Bryant put together some uh, uh, some the schedules there and he threw it all into the package there. So we have all of that on YouTube as well if you want to listen to that show, which is entirely about the schedule. This show will be a lot about the schedule, but also we've got a great guest this week for the Good Crisp interview. Bryant, you got to speak to your favorite team president. Another best friend of mine that we'll say now, uh, Heather Brooks Carrots. I got to uh, spend a couple minutes with her and talk to her about how the state of of the Wildcats is going. And it's really interesting because although it's a, the, the the Wildcats team president, it, it gives you kind of a perspective on just team presidents in general of what's going on right now. So we'll get to listen to that uh, in a little bit. But yes, uh, the good crisp interview of the week. Don't miss that. That's coming up uh, here pretty soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that here shortly. And we're going to get into a lot of schedule talk. Just to uh, give you a quick update, though, on the Patreon, a lot going on with interviews and bonus content. And, of course, we do have our not-XFL show where we talk all the football that's not the XFL. But we did put that on the back burner last week because there's so much going on with the draft and getting ready for the schedule. That will be coming back to all our general patrons who uh, wait for that show. But for everybody who uh, is on Patreon, uh, instead of this is not the XFL show this week, uh, get ready early next week. There will be a special interview. Now, this is sounding a lot like the L.A. Wildcats show. We do have HBK herself on, Heather Brooks Carrots, the team president, Bryant's best friends with Winston Moss. We talk a lot about them. But next week, if you're on Patreon, early in the week, we will have an interview with an XFL head coach general manager who is not Winston Moss of the L.A. Wildcats. It'll be another head coach. So make sure if you want to listen to that interview right away early in the week, Head over to Patreon, and that's where we'll be putting that. And, of course, the full interview will also be on next week's show, dropping, of course, next football Sunday. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be getting a lot of good, crisp interviews coming up, and uh, everybody needs to get ready because we're going to hear from people on each team within the league as they prepare because it's kind of the pre-preseason now. Before we were the pre-pre-pre-preseason, the schedule's out now. This is, like, almost the preseason I don't know. Does this qualify Vince as preseason now? I mean, mini camps aren't too far away. Or do we need uh, Jake would probably say it, we I'm need not quite sure. Jake would probably say we need jerseys first, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not necessarily preseason. It's kind of like off season, I guess. Yeah, but but there hasn't been a season yet. So, so I, I, it, that's <laughs> why I'm calling it pre preseason. I think we're at that point right now. Yeah, 
Yeah. So when does the preseason you know, like box get checked? Like when can we start the preseason? Is it mini camp? Probably January. I'm, training camp. I'll say December. Not camps? I'll say December. Say camps. December one. I'm going to start calling it preseason, Brian. All I know is Which that is, right now, oh my goodness, that's only a, a little over a month away. Barely a month away, and and right now, even I mean, Jake's not here, guys, but we are closer than ever to kickoff February eighth. 2 p.m. Eastern on ABC, Seattle Dragons at DC Defenders. I mean, I, we've never been closer than we are right at this moment to that game. And now we know that that's the game. Zorn back in Washington. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to break it down. Uh, three weeks of divisional football to finish the season. This is all right. This schedule has so much more to talk about, Brian, from what we hit <laughs> earlier in the week. Um, real quick, also, uh, earlier in the week, there was some other stuff that went on that you may have missed or, or you caught and wanted to hear us talk about real quick. I don't know if anybody saw the video of uh, XFL Tampa Bay Viper linebacker Lucas Waka getting drafted, getting a call on his phone. He was a high school linebacker coach on the field with his team when he got the phone call from Mark Tressman and the Tampa Bay Vipers. Did anyone see that viral video this week? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that was amazing. It was a, the whole team <laughs> huddling around him after he gets the call. We're going to Tampa. I mean, that was that was really cool to see. Uh, and, and if anybody where missed that, that's yeah, where are we going? <laughs> and everybody huddled. Uh, if around anybody him. missed that, yeah. uh, we'll retweet it out so you guys can check it out at our on our Twitter at, at XFL Show. It's cool to start learning more about all the players, right? Because we do know the players. And Vince, one of your favorite players who we talked to on this show, had a feature written up on him on XFL.com this week. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Johnson, uh, senior, uh, and a, a very versatile player. That you know, we we've had our eyes set on this kid for quite some time, and we can't see him to really get after. Yep, he's up on XFL.com. They did a cool long form article on Anthony Johnson, uh, who is is in he he's on the LA Wildcats. Brian, you know, we talked to him, a friend of the show, and now he's on he's on the team that we've become so close to, uh, which is really cool to see. We? Uh, well, you mostly. Mm-hmm. I, me, I, I'm like via you close to the LA Wild. I FaceTimed you. I mean, if that counts, I FaceTimed you from the the pre uh, the post draft party. I, I got to FaceTime counts. observe Winston Moss DJing a party, so that was cool. Um, other other stuff this week and rumors surrounding the XFL uh, and their partner Fox, who tried out Greg Olson on a bye week, the the Carolina Panthers tight end, and after he he performed well, calling a football game. In the announce booth, uh, rumors swirling that the, that Fox wants him to call XFL games. Vince, how how cool would that be to see a, an active NFL player calling XFL games? I never really thought about it from that perspective. I'm not sure how much uh, Greg Olson really excites me. I haven't really seen any of his work, uh, but it, I, I guess I could I guess I could see him doing decently well at it. I, I I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? I mean, I, 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 yeah, I listened to him call call the game on Fox. He's he's really good. He's much better than Jason Witten. I'll tell you that. If we're if we're judging him based on how tight ends uh, do color commentary, well, I I think he's really good. And I just think it would be amazing to see an actual if he doesn't retire and still active. That would be pretty crazy. Well, Alan, I mean, unfortunately, you know, you're not going to be able to see him on Fox though. Really, if you really think about it, right? 
he would be the FS1 guy. You're right. Because that, that'd, be Joel, to, right? that'd because be Joel Klatt. Joel Klatt officially tweeted this week that he's beyond excited. Here's a, a quoting his tweet, excited beyond words for the spring to be with at Kurt Menefee for the XFL 2020 season. So I know there's been a lot of rumors spread, you know, out there about who the uh, announced teams were going to be, but at least Joel Klatt's uh, confirming that it's going to be him and Kurt McAfee, um, Menefee, excuse me, uh, uh, calling the games for Fox. Yeah, that's going to be – I think that's going to be a hell of a team. Clatton Menifee calling on the on Fox as the A team, and then we'll see what other teams uh, Fox and ESPN both put together for these broadcasts, Vince. Yeah, that's, that's – I think that that's probably the one one of the big things left uh, that, you know, people are really you – know, and obviously the rule book, obviously, you know, uniforms, but this is something that's big for me, you know, you know what personalities are going to be telling the story. Yep, that's that's those are the really going to be kind of the the faces of the league uh, to, in some regard. So that's going to be interesting, at least from the network side of things. And uh, we'll continue to monitor that. Of course, we'll continue to monitor jerseys. I know a lot of hoopla this week with the St. Louis Battlehawks uh, president saying sometime in November, which we've all kind of generally known, no exact date for those jerseys yet, but. I love just seeing still it feel like I feel like how long has it been going on, Bryant, where we've seen, oh, here's a leak of the Battlehawks jersey, a sneak peek of of the Vipers jersey. I, I mean, not you don't know which what's real or not. All you know is that people are crazy excited. This is a lot like the team names. The the jerseys are what's next on a lot of people's mind. Oh, yeah. A lot of people want jerseys, uh, especially Jake. He keeps asking me if I heard anything, if I seen anything. I keep telling him no. Uh, but you're right. The team jerseys are, are going to be kind of cool. If you look at the team schedules, you see kind of glimpses. They look a little um, – there are jerseys on there, but I feel like they're more just kind of images. They're not really the actual jerseys. So stay tuned. You know, November, it'll get here. They're not going to play with just T-shirts. I promise you that. So uh, they'll, they'll get here when they get here. <laughs> yeah. We got the schedule in the meantime. This is a lot to sink our teeth into, and we're going to do just that coming up. Where football goes to be reborn. Where football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. All right, to start off this week's cover two, let's talk about XFL tickets. Going on sale. Season tickets, single game tickets, they're on sale. They went on sale this week, which means the schedule must have come out. Oh, yeah, it did. Everybody, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to go to XFL.com and start marking your calendars and start picking games to go to. And if you're in one of the XFL cities, why wouldn't you get season tickets? They're super affordable, which we've talked about. It's insane. I've seen how all these have been charted up against each other. Virtually all cities have basically the same price points and I mean, you could get season tickets for $100 for five games. Plus, then you got hopefully playoffs for your team that's 
I mean, in this day and age, amazing. But the games themselves, the matchups, we know the dates of them all. And we we said before this week, Bryant, we're gonna we're gonna have a fun a fun game where we say if you could only a hypothetical, which we love to do, you could only do one game all season long in the regular season of this schedule. Which one would it be? Now it's it's come time to to pick one, and I don't know if I'm ready. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was a hard choice, and I tried to play fair, not not favor the uh, Wildcats in this one. I really went through and figured out what would be the best matchups, the atmosphere of the crowd. I have a top three, if that's okay, Alan. I know that wasn't really part of the rules, but maybe that'll help you guys out. Uh, my number three choice would be uh, Houston at Dallas week four uh, on FS1. I think that game, the, the first Texas game, the Texas battle between these two is going to be great. Um, my number two choice is the opener of this entire uh, season. It's Seattle at DC week one on ABC. I, th- I mean, who wouldn't want to go to that game? It's going to be DC. It's going to look great. Uh, and it's the first ever game. You have to you have to at least try to go to this one if you're in the area. Uh, but my number one, and it saddens me to say, but I will say it out loud, it's going to be the first home game for the Battle Hawks, New York at St. Louis week three. I think that's the game that if I had to only go to one game without favoritism or bias, I would say that I'd want to be in that first game back uh, with professional football in St. Louis. So you're talking Sunday, February 23rd, 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. The Guardians at Battle Hawks is your top game you're circling that you would want to be there for if you were if if you're an um, unbiased non-LA Wildcat XFL fan, someone who just wants to go see probably the most hyped football game of this season in the XFL. Well, yeah, and, and definitely. I mean, you don't know how long you know football is going to be in St. Louis again, so you definitely want to make sure you try that. <laughs> oh, come out. on, get quit, man. Well, I don't know if you're making it to that game, <laughs> but. I, I could see why you would say that that dome's going to be rocking, and I, no. I've already, I know people are already tweeting at us at XFL Show about it, just saying that that's they've bought, you know, tweeting out uh, pictures of the, the screenshots of them buying their tickets and talking about how that's the game that everybody is is hyped for. Uh, it's going to be really cool to see. Uh, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, that balanced Kevin Gilbride offense go against what's probably going to be one of the most vicious defenses in the league, at least on paper, Vince, the, the St. Louis battle Hawks, uh, that, that definitely is a game. I would, I would, I don't mind you saying that Brian, but that's not my game. Vince, you go before me though. Cause I'm still picking between two. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of deciding between two. Is, is this a, you're talking about a game that I'm going to attend a game that if it's the, it's the game, it's the preseason game of the year on, on, on paper. You just got the schedule here. You say, Oh, that's the game. So help me God. That's, that's it. You're going to go to it. You, you think everyone should go to pay attention to it. That's the game of the year. That's what we're talking. Yeah, right if you're now. talking about a game that, that would be worth going to, I, I would really say uh week nine on a Thursday night, this Dallas, at Houston game, uh, it, the, to me, the, you know, this is Bob Stoops and Hal Mummy versus June Jones. Uh, just a, a wide open, outstanding Texas coaching matchup. Uh, it's at Houston, which I think is really going to have, you know, a, a great home atmosphere in their, in their stadium. I think this is just going to be a, an outstanding spectacle, uh, this matchup. That's a Fox game on a Thursday night, Vince. You you think that you think the Thursday games in the XFL? We only have what two of them at the end of the year. 
you think they're going to be because kind of the NFL is notorious for their Thursday games being kind of lackadaisical. But I think having those at the end of the season the way they are, should the XFL should be all right in terms of the quality of the play in those uh, Thursday games. Just the quality yeah. of the play. I, I think so, too. You know, that's that's it, it is towards the end of the year. Teams should be in a little bit of groove in a groove. They're going to have to throw off their their routine a little bit for these Thursday games. But I, 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 I think it's an interesting proposition. I, I think the league's gonna gonna benefit from it. I really do. All right, I guess it's my turn now, Bryant. Um, oh man, I don't know. That's Vince kind of almost stole mine there. I had that one pegged, but then then I'm thinking to myself, I'm saying, I I love the matchup. I think it's going to be a rivalry game, but it being on a Thursday. I don't know if I could pick a Thursday game to be my pre-preseason game of the year that everyone absolutely has to be paying attention to. It's going to be the best game. It's my prediction for the best game. So what I'm going to go with instead is Saturday, February 8th, 2 p.m. Eastern on ABC, Seattle Dragons at D.C. Defenders. You're talking about Jim Zorn returning to Washington, D.C. Just to hear the crowd... Maybe, possibly, probably boo him. And also to see, I mean, you're going to have Cardell Jones out there. You're you're going to have the first, the pomp and circumstance that goes along with it being the first game ever for the XFL. I mean, yeah, if you're going to go to a game, that's it. The first game, if you could make it to it, if you could watch one, watch it. Because when you watch it, hopefully you get hooked and then you watch the rest of them. So that's the what I'm going with, Bryant. Vince, Seattle, D.C. Defenders, that very first game ever. And uh, hopefully hopefully L.A. and Houston have a tough time topping it because I'm hoping that's the best game of the week in week one. But if we're looking on paper, I'm, my prediction for the best game of week one is probably going to be Dallas and St. Louis, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, yeah, it's fun to think about uh, th- this schedule in the – and which games will be the most exciting preseason? Obviously, a ton happens throughout the year. Those last three weeks are going to be super interesting. They're all in interdivision. But for the part two of this week's cover, too, Bryant, you had a really interesting idea for us for us this week. So you set it up. Yeah, Alan, I had a, a cool idea. I saw it kind of floating around on Twitter and social media. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about uh, what we could name some of these rivalries, right? You have some natural rivalries with like Houston and and dallas maybe something with uh la and seattle uh, there's gonna be some natural rivalries obviously but there's gonna be some cool showdowns it's kind of the coolest part of college football is when you get into this part of the season where they're at right now you start seeing a lot of these uh trophies or swords or or different little uh you know figurines passed around because paul of bunyan's axe uh, yes all these wow. different things passed around the egg that'd be cool to kind of name well, some of these are, rivalries well th- those a lot of those rivalry trophies are relics from you know days past i i don't well, know if... you, you, they had to start somewhere vince why yeah. did it start today we'll, we'll, we'll see i mean i i'm i hope there's some rivalry trophies out there but i it, it, it's hard i think to i don't think you could have rivalry trophies if you're playing teams more than one time a year so then you well, think I'm, I'm, a trophy first... could only be up for grabs in in the in the cross division games that you're saying I just don't. If 
No, I'm just saying in our that, hypothetical so like world saying, with trophies for for so you're saying like when the Battlehawks and the Wildcats face off, they should have like a Battle of Los Angeles trophy or something. If they're only playing once a year, yes. Okay. What if? What if? No. See, you're you're limiting it. What if you <laughs> only get the trophy if you win both games? That's a little. Absolutely. I mean, okay. I wasn't actually talking about like passing trophies around. I was just saying how cool it is to name rivalries. (laughs) So I feel like some of these should be named uh, going into the XFL. Like, so, you know, a lot of people were more, we were trying to do like the Texas showdown or something like that for the Houston and Dallas one, things I saw like that. So I just thought it'd be cool if you could think of any for any of these matchups to to kind of put our stamp on it right now. All right. I came up with a few, if you, if you'll indulge me, Brian, and I, I'll listen to whatever you got afterwards. All right, I have one for uh, East versus West matchup. I have a couple ideas for this one, considering they're both lizards. Tampa Bay versus Seattle. <laughs> reptiles, Alan. Reptiles. <laughs> What's the difference? I, teach. I don't. Is there a difference? Lizards. I'll teach you later. Like snakes are reptiles. It's a lizard. Lizards are not snakes. Oh, okay, sorry. I, yeah, my, I apologize. I didn't watch too much of the. Uh, the crocodile. You're, you're offending the, the snake community out there. Uh, well, I'm, some some people don't will be happy. Don't show towards one it. team. Just because you don't like the Vipers doesn't mean you can talk trash about them. What do you mean I don't like the Vipers? I'm a big fan of the Vipers. The logo, the I'm coach. Sure. I'm a huge fan of every team at this I, point. There's <laughs> really very, if anything, that I dislike about any of the teams just yet. Just Once play starts, I'm sure that'll change. Okay. Tampa Bay versus Seattle. I have two names. Let me know which one you like, if any. Uh, Reptilia. It's also it's a, also the name of a cool rock and roll song. I, I feel like that's also like a convention of the reptiles, like somewhere that happens. <laughs> <laughs> what about okay? No. One one's a dragon. The other lives in a swamp. So we just call it Swamp Fire. I, I think I like that one better. I mean, it's not gonna be easy. Maybe we shouldn't do this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, okay. This one might be better though. If, but there would actually have to be something up for grabs. DC and New York, since they're one's a guardian, one's a defender, so you make it the showdown for the shield. And then there's a big shield mm-hmm. with both team logos on it, and the winner, or only if you win both games in the season, though, does your team get it. Uh, you almost have me there. That's yeah, a good one. I, I, I like the name. <laughs> showdown for the shield. I mean that. Really could add some oomph to the rivalry. All right, last one I got here. Houston and Dallas, you call it the Red River Rumble. Uh, I I think you can only have a Red River showdown if one team's from Oklahoma. Can you? Um, Doesn't the Red River go through Texas, though? Well, yeah, but... We're learning. I'm learning a lot about geography and uh, isn't the Red River the National way that Geographic get from Austin to Oklahoma City or whatever it is, or to um, does it to not Norman? Does it not go near Dallas or Houston? I don't know. This is hard. I'm gonna say it doesn't <laughs> actually. Um, well, then it, you come up with something because this is hard. Right? <laughs> gave us a hard, hard task here. I gave you a week. I'm just putting that out there, too. Well, I was busy looking at matchups and players. Sorry. <laughs> you weren't looking at maps. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, I, or uh, I don't know, like the, the ecosystems of, of swamps or any, or looking up lizards or anything. I'm sorry. 
Animal Planet. Vince, can you think of any off the top of your head? Ah, any down. Uh, let's see here. Carry the two, three. <laughs> Vince is performing calendar, what we call right now. Yeah, well, the Red River, just so you know, runs right past, um, uh, through from Louisiana all the way through Texas up to Oklahoma, and it does uh, sort of pass Dallas. So I'm not too stupid in that regard. <laughs> I like the, the, the for the Houston Dallas matchup. I thought this was kind of just a cool play on words. I, I call it the TexFL showdown. <laughs> I like that better. I'm going to delete all the stuff I just said about Red River and sound <laughs> dumb and just add add that. That's great. TexFL. This is the TexFL showdown. showdown. I like that. I yeah. And just that might be the best one we, we that, you know what that might be the best one we come up with. Let's just move on. You want to just leave it at that. When's the first game <laughs> between Vince them? Could come up with a different one. The first game between uh, week them. Four. Week four. Week four. Oh yeah, week four is the week I said on the on the earlier show uh-huh. that that's the week, and that's on FS1. So, Greg Olson, if you're listening and you call that game, Bryant let, is going to allow you to call that the TexFL Showdown if you want to steal that or whatever announcer calls that game. They definitely should use it. You grant them permission, Bryant. It's your baby. Uh, can I can I at least make a T-shirt out of it though? Yeah, of course. You came up with it. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna go with. The TexFL showdown. I'll, I'll come up with another one maybe for next week. How about that? All right, and I cannot wait for at XFL show this week on Twitter to just get a bunch of people calling me an idiot for not knowing where the Red River goes through. <laughs> Alan, if I can mention this real quick, because you did just mention the Twitter. Uh, we did run a poll this week about week one, if we could talk about that really fast. Uh, fans, I put out there that vote on which game you are most excited for, most hyped for, I guess you could say, for week one. Uh, if you remember correctly, that week one is the Dragons at the Defenders, Wildcats at the Roughnecks are the Saturday games, and then on Sunday you have the Vipers at the Guardians and the Battlehawks at the Renegades. Uh, coming in with 39% of the vote, is the Battlehawks at Renegades is what the game uh, that most fans are hyped for. Uh, but I guess that's I because that's what I voted for actually. That's that what you voted for as well? Because you're a Renegades fan. No, but how can you not? The play, not even that's the true. just the coaches or the fact that it's St. Louis coming back to football. That the matchups are insane in that game. We'll get into it, but that's going to be a good game. That was that's what I would have oh, voted for. Yeah, I I did vote for that. Although you know, I, of course, I'm most ex- I'm very excited to see that first game. Uh, uh, Seattle at DC, but then I feel just you know so hyped for this uh, LA at at Houston game for no other reason that I just want to see Winston Moss coach. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it feel, I feel like Brian has been you know hope, hyping up this guy to be you know the next pair Bryant. And, LA and just stands can't, for excellence. Just can't wait to see. Uh, look, Winston Moss hypes himself up enough. I mean, that guy has full, he's full of energy. He's going to be running up and down that sideline. I'd love to see who's in charge of bringing him back to the sideline uh, during games because you're going to lose. That's not going to be a good job to have. Yeah, Brian, I don't know why you don't throw your hat into the ring there to be the, you know, on sideline control. Sideline uh, control, Winston Moss? Are you, you out of your mind? I, I want to see my baby grow up. <laughs> um, Oh, I have a real quick bonus since that we failed miserably naming these rivalries. Maybe we have to naturally let that play out. Also, I'm looking closer at a map. Red River is so far from Dallas. I'm such an idiot. Okay, <laughs> of week one, bonus. We could add Maybe this. It was just River. 
you'd be okay, Alan. Yeah. This is the Red River. That's not fun to make fun of color blind people, Brian. All right. Uh, <laughs> bonus question then. We'll add this to a poll, Brian, at XFL Show on Twitter. Ask everybody for week one, and I'm sure, uh, you know, if any ticket sale information comes out, we'll know beforehand, maybe. But which one do you think is going to be the most packed house of, of the week four home teams? D.C. hosted, Houston hosting, New York, and Dallas. All right. Making the note, we'll put that out this week. And I'm going to say it's St. Louis. Well, they're not home. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Packed house. Yeah. Oh. You're saying based on you know, percentage of seats filled? Yeah, you got to because obviously the the MetLife is like twice the size of all of those uh, stadiums that are going to be I'd, in week one. I'd say, yeah, week but they're one, also. Probably, I'd say it's going to be either either Dallas or Houston week one. I mean, DC has a chance because that is a small small stadium, from what I understand. Yeah, it's an MLS stadium. Do you think if the Nationals win the World Series, will that have any any? Any, any weight will that carry any weight over onto it with all the all the good things happening for dc sports and how bad dc football is right now do you think people will get hyped for the dc defenders for week one brian i think so sports seems to be you know popping they've they, you just had the uh, capitals win the stanley cup not you know a year or so ago uh, you have the nationals playing for the world series right now uh, and the Redskins aren't too good, and they don't play very close to town. So why not have this team be your new football team if you're kind of disappointed with yeah, the Redskins? That's my uh, pick. And you're actually really excited for uh, for for football to come back. Yeah, I think that's my pick for the, if for this poll question is DC. I have a feeling, especially considering it's Soccer Stadium, Vince. I think that's going to be a special place. And you know, you and I and Jake earlier this week were talking a little bit about it. We're going to try to probably make it to that one that game in person so hopefully we'll be a part of that hopefully it's going to be an awesome atmosphere when zorn returns to dc what game do you think will have the highest gate this <laughs> oh, weekend well new york charges the most but it's only like by five dollars more than all the other teams and if you looked at the uh ticket the <laughs> ticket prices uh it's all super affordable um yeah i don't i guess new york because they could fill they, they have the most available seats you got to say that and then Cannot wait to see that converted baseball stadium into the new home of yeah, Bob Stoops' I'm, Renegades. I'm I'm just so I just feel very skeptical about that. About I, I, the what, layout, uh, the layout of it. I just I I need to see it first. You, I've seen the they've sh- they they've put out the seating charts and how it's going to look. You you can't visualize. Yeah, I know. Them. I just don't know how I feel about it. It's a baseball stadium that you're going to go watch football, and the Raiders have done it for years. It's fine. Yeah, look how great they're doing. <laughs> well yeah they haven't been good for a while but the, you know the foods they serve at that place right you know that bob stoops is the head coach of that team right hard to believe but yeah i guess i think i cannot wait for for february 8th and even more so now that the schedule's out we've got games to talk about and we're going to break them down some more coming up shortly uh because we, we talked a lot about it brian earlier on that bonus show we did on youtube and we went week to week, but looking at it closely since then, we've observed some advantages possibly and some disadvantages possibly for some teams. And also, again, looking at the, the, the rosters of these teams, 
We, we, I've identified some matchups now that I'm even more interested in now that we have the schedule. So we're going to get into all of that in, in a little bit when we get to our hot read. But before that, the, the new segment on the show that we're running with, and we're going to keep it going each and every week, we hope, with awesome interviews. And this week, we got one of our favorites, team president of the LA Wildcats, Heather Brooks Carrots. You got to catch up with her earlier this week. Brian, what, do you, what are we about to listen to here? Well, you're going to listen to my other best friend from the LA Wildcats, Heather Brooks Carrots. You guys will understand why I'm saying that now. Um, but uh, we're getting the perspective of a team president. We've talked to Heather before on this show. She's been gracious enough with her time a few times, actually, really, on the show. Some interviews also during uh, the uh, summer showcase, as well as when the team names went out. But we're getting the perspective of a team president. We've heard from coaches. We've heard from players. I wanted to get her perspective now that the draft o- draft, draft is over. Um to, to see what she's planning on doing, what they're planning on doing. I get into game day festivities, things like that. Uh, so it's a pretty good interview. I know this is an LA Wildcats. I mentioned it before that it's an LA Wildcats interview, but this gives you a lot of perspective to be, um, to, I'm sorry, a lot of perspective on how it is to be a team president for the, for the XFL teams right now. And, and Heather does a great job explaining all that. All right, well, let's take you to it. It's this week's good crisp, good crisp football interview of the week with LA Wildcats president, Heather Brooks-Carrots. All right, football fans, it's Bryant, and I have the coolest team president on the phone, uh, Wildcats president, Heather Brooks-Carrots. Heather, welcome back to This is the XFL Show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Love being back and appreciate all the love you're giving the Wildcats. <laughs> it's really just a lot of fun, uh, you know, spending a lot of time with you guys. I did want to go into a little bit. Now that the draft is over, we've heard a lot about a lot from coaches, from players. I wanted to ask you as a team president, how does it feel that the draft is now complete? It's incredible. It's incredible. It's like overnight we have 70 plus Luis players on our roster, and we're becoming a real team. Um, It was, for me, even professionally, it was such a bucket list moment being in that roar room with all of our coaching staff, the one and only Winston Moss, as always, with his exuberant personality, which made it so much fun. And then we had media and fans who were sweepstakes winners who got to participate in all the action. It was totally unique and incredible to have that group of people experience this this kind of like once-in-a-lifetime opportunity of building a league and a team and drafting a full roster at one time. Yes, this is really is it really is the preseason that we'll never see again. So a lot of opportunities for fans, players, yourself. I mean, just everybody getting getting to experience something they don't really get to do uh, quite often in a lifetime. Uh, but now with players officially a part of the LA Wildcats, can we expect them to see around? You know, see them around town at different events. Anything you can share about that? Yeah, I mean, we had a good representation out of the guys we drafted that are local to Southern California, which is which is awesome. Uh, But our quarterback, Luis Perez, is incredible. He's been in the office. Uh, We had a press conference yesterday that he participated in. He is a great, great guy, and we're starting to work together a lot and uh, can't wait to do more with our players. Well, you mentioned that a press conference that you had. It was a big day this past week when you officially, with the official announcement of the partnership between the Wildcats and, and Los Angeles Unified. Can you talk a little bit about that partnership and what it means for both organizations? Yes, huge moment for us as a club. I mean, we've really been focused on community at our core. 
And Los Angeles Unified, the school district in L.A., was one of the first groups we talked to and a huge, huge um, partner from day one. And now we get to announce that publicly and start to build a really long-term, meaningful relationship where we can have an impact on the community. I mean, the, the sport of football is at the core of everything XFL and the Wildcats, and we're going to put a great product on the field and a great game day experience. But ultimately, that football and our sport has to be a springboard for greater impact in our community across our country. And we're going to start that here in L.A. with L.A. Unified. Yeah, some huge announcements where, you know, the, the LA Unified, one of probably the biggest districts in, in the country, uh, to be a partner with them and help, you know, the youth and the coaches in any way, shape, and form is going to be pretty big for the XFL and for LA Unified. Yeah, and we're, I mean, it's, it's a unique partnership because we're a professional league that plays in the spring. And the high school programs and school programs around football with LA Unified are in the fall. So it's our off-season where our coaching staff can really get involved with LA Unified and give their time and expertise to really make a hands-on impact um, during football season for LA Unified. So many different things happening with the XFL in terms of the timing of the season. Um, so many different opportunities to reach out to the community. Uh, Heather, Allen, and I were, you know, we had the opportunity to sit down with XFL COO Jeffrey Pollock while we were live at Stanford for the draft, and he mentioned, in essence, that team presidents were not really given a script when they were hired, and that team presidents would be given the opportunity to find what works best for their market. Uh, how has it been trying to write your own script, really, for the Wildcats and the Los Angeles community? It's really an incredible opportunity professionally, and with everyone who's come on board with the Wildcats, everyone has their input and flavor that's been incorporated into what we're doing, and that's where it's it's really cool getting to build something together. Um, that will be the case not just internally with staff, but also externally with our community and partners is we really want everybody's thumbprint on this to make sure it's a reflection of all of our fans um, and our community. But internally, I mean, I'm super close with the other team presidents. We collaborate all the time. But what works in L.A. doesn't necessarily work in Tampa Bay. And that's okay. Right, but we can share best practices and make the league as a whole stronger across the country. Well, football fans on the phone here is XFL Wildcats team president Heather Brooks Carrots. Heather, uh, I mentioned it before, but you and Ryan Gustafson of the Dragons have really been the only presidents to kind of reach out to their communities via social media. Are there plans to expand that in some ways, or maybe other platforms? I mean, social media is a tool that wasn't really in, around for startup leagues in the past. Yeah, I mean, the content and the social platform is core to what our plans are across the league, and I think it will only get larger in every market and more significant in every market as we grow. Well, I'll just throw it out there that if podcast is a thing you want to do, you know, we're here for you. Just, just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Always here for you guys. Uh, soon Although gear- I'm a little jealous. Winston has been called out as your best friend. <laughs> Your best friend throughout the podcast. I'm, I'm a little jealous of all the love. Uh, 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 yeah, I was, uh, yeah, now I'm ashamed. And I feel a little bad about it on this side. <laughs> Soon gears will shift, though, to actual like game week and game day activities. So can we talk a little bit of what some of the things that fans can expect as far as player and coaching staff access uh, when the season kicks off in February? Still a work in progress. Uh, but we are super excited about it because access is at the forefront. But what I can say is we want your input. 
We want everybody's input on making game day incredibly special and truly a reflection of what our fans want. So anyone who's got ideas, there's no bad idea, please reach out to us on social media. At XFL Wildcats. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was about to throw that out there. Uh, at XFL Wildcats, <laughs> for sure to reach out to them. Uh, Heather, the schedule was released this past week. Uh, single game tickets are on sale now, basically. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the pricing and how important it was to get, you know, people can get into a game for 20 bucks. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> $20 to come to a game. I mean, here we've got, it's more to go to the movies. Um, and over 50% of Dignity Health Sports Park is $30 or less. So we're not talking about $20 to sit up in the rafters. That's in the lower bowl. And more than 50% of our venue is at $30 or less. So we're really taking this affordability message seriously. I'm so glad I can talk about it because it's, it's critical to how we're going to really stand out in this market and make sure that we can provide a game day experience for everyone. Game day experience is something I hear often when it comes to the XFL. Is, is that going to include like pregame festivities? You know, a lot of times people show up to a, a professional football game now and they just kind of show up and watch a game. Are there going to be some um, pregame festivities, you know, in the parking lot or anything like that, that, that fans can expect when they get to the game? For sure. Stay tuned for more details, but for sure. I mean, these games primarily on Saturdays and Sundays where you want to be with your friends, you want to be with your family. So when we're asking you guys to come out for our game days, it's got to be a really fun community environment that has something for everybody, and that's what we're building. All right, Heather, the season kicks off for the Wildcats Saturday, February 8th in Houston, but the party at Dignity Health Sports Park starts Sunday, February 16th against the Dallas Renegades. Uh, single and season tickets are available now at xflwildcats.com. Make sure you guys get your tickets today. Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us here at This is the XFL Show, and I, and I really can't wait for those awesome meet and greets. More to come really soon, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. And go to XFLWildcats.com. Do not miss that home opener of February 16th. Can't wait to see you all there. No bad ideas, huh, Brian? I've got I've got a great idea for pregame festivities. Okay. Please. Coach Winston Moss, DJ set for at least an hour and a half. Come dance, <laughs> eat, drink, and listen to Coach Winston Moss spin some tunes. He's gonna be prepping for a game, Alan. That's just not possible. But he has Norm Chow to do, to do all that. He could. He could no, do... now as a head coach, you have a lot more to do than your offensive coordinator. You delegate tasks. <laughs> Thank you so much to my best friend uh, Heather Brooks Garrett uh, for for taking the time to actually talk to us one more time Wait, on this show. Best it's been for, great. I've uh, known you for like twenty something years. That's what you've known her not even a year. Yeah, but she, but she, but she's Heather. Okay. Like you're not her. That's that's just it's just just deal with it. All right. Uh, Alan, it was it was a great interview I thought with her. She was she let me in on some insights that I uh that I didn't know about the team what they're planning on doing. I think that's great that they're going to plan to have fans show up to a game and not actually just show up to a game. There's going to be things for them to do. Come come to the game. She mentioned over 50% of the tickets at the stadium are going to be under $30. I mean, that's, those are things that all teams are doing, not just the Wildcats. Yeah. I think fans can really appreciate that. Families can appreciate that. The thing, go watch professional football. We talked about value in a couple episodes ago when it came to season tickets. The value you're getting to go to the next NFL game. Uh, they're trying to make this to where you're not just going and watching a game for a few hours. That This is a whole day thing that you can actually go and have some fun, enjoy the game um, with the family, with other fans. 
and just, you know, have a good time. And you don't really see that too much when it comes to professional football nowadays. And also, we're going back into the schedule again, into the thick of it. But one thing, like you said, all the teams are doing in terms of added. I can't stress it enough. And also, Oliver Luck told us this. Getting to go on the field as a season ticket holder at least once a season and as a fan who shows up. And, I mean, you go to these games, you're going to have access. And to be able to go on the field, take that selfie with the family, with a significant other, with your mom or your dad or whomever, your brother, sister, to go out there and be able to go on the field. It's just a, it's a, a freaking thrill that, I mean, even I remember as a kid getting to just go onto the high school football field. It was like, oh, my God, I, one day I hope to play here. I mean, it's really you can't stress enough how significant that could be, especially for a younger football fan. And that's just one of the many things. Uh, that these team presidents are coming up with uh, for for the for the game day experience and yeah like like you said Bryant the 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 fact that you're going to go to these games and be able to do so much more than just watch a football game and it's super affordable it's crazy and it's because uh, people like Heather Brooks carrots are coming up with interesting ways to deliver those experiences and uh, we I can't wait to talk to her, her and a lot of all the other team presidents because like we said. They all have different ideas, too, for each of their markets. It's fun to hear what the differences are, what they're working together on, uh, to build this whole league up and make it accessible for fans on game day. Oh, yeah, and by the way, we do know those game days and who plays on those game days against who because the schedule's out. Are you ready to get back into this thing? Uh, I, I can talk schedule for six weeks. Or how many weeks left? Fifteen weeks. <laughs> Hey, Football Freaks, it's Alan. Just want to let you know about a brand new football podcast that myself, Vince, and his wife, Pam, started. We want more people to hop on board and start listening because we are talking college football on a national scale with a very extreme Pitt Panther bias. It's called the Hell to Pitt Podcast, and yes, we do focus a lot on the Pitt Panthers, but if you just want to hear us talk more football, if you want a place to go listen to some college football talk, check out the Hell to Pitt Podcast, available on all podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, it's out there. Subscribe today, Hell to Pitt Podcast. It is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, and it is absolutely free of charge. Subscribe and review today. Hail to Pitt. All right, then. I have some things I need to say. Vince, you've hardly get, gotten to dip your toe into this schedule yet. Let's finish it all up with this week's hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper flip. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Burger, tiger. I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese. We need you to fuck it. Hey, Seattle. Why? 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 All right. Plenty more reaction left with this schedule release. Weeks one through ten going into the playoffs, and I got it right out right out of the gate here in the hot read. Bryant, Vince, go go into this East versus East, West versus West. Honestly, not the way I was hoping it would go, but considering the final three weeks of the season are divisional weeks, it makes sense to me. I'm okay with it. I was hoping that best four records got in. 
How do you think this plays out, Vince, knowing that we have three weeks of all divisional games, weeks eight through ten, and then the playoffs will essentially be conference championship games? I, I love it. I mean, because you're basically saying, hey, you know, even if you're out you know, of the playoffs by a game or two, going into those last few weeks, you still got a chance to, to make something happen and make the playoffs. Yeah, we, we talked about that, Bryant, how, you know, once you get to week eight, if your record is maybe a little subpar overall, divisionally speaking, you have three games to really make a big change and what's going on with your team and, and, and make a push to the playoffs. With that with that being the case, I'm okay. That's why I'm okay with the East versus East, West versus West. But you've been an advocate for this format the entire time, so you've got to be pretty happy about it. Well, the format, yes. The, the last three weeks of the season, I'm a little like iffy about. I get it. I understand. I just think there's some troubles there. But really, it's hard to really get a perfect thing out there with 10 weeks. So I get it. I understand why they did it. I'll move on from it. But the playoffs are totally fine. I mean, if you're going to play these teams, specific teams, more than once every year, then why not make it division? Make division matter somewhat, Alan. You can't just have top four if the top four um, are, aren't always playing the even schedule. Yeah, I mean, then then who knows? You could you could have maybe have three West teams and one East or three East and one West, and I'm, that wouldn't be great for the league. I understand that. This does distribute, distribute the... Uh, the amount of fans watching, I guess, it, regionally, this, this is also why you do that. I understand that. Um, but what do you think the odds are of are one of the either the second team in the East or the second team in the West being a team with a, a worse record than non-playoff teams, Vince? Uh, I mean, I suppose it's possible, you know. Maybe not. I don't know. In only a 10-game season, maybe, maybe that's... You know, maybe not as likely. I, 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 I guess I don't see that happening, but it certainly could. I think I, I definitely see a, a team getting into the playoffs that has a matching record to, to like the third place team in the other division. I would see that. So like, you know, the second place team on the East would be five and five, and the third place team in the West would be five and five. I just don't. I just most of all want to avoid a college football situation where at the end of the year we're arguing that a team that's not in the tournament should be there. I, I'm hoping that oh, that I doesn't happen. happen. Okay. Yeah, but we see that all the time in baseball. We see that in football where the fourth, you know, division winner is probably the sixth best team in the, in the league, the seventh best team sometimes. It happens in football specifically when you have such a short schedule. Those things are going to happen. Uh, it is what it is. If you, if you don't want it, just win your games. <laughs> just there win. You know. Just win your game. Just Winston, baby. All right, let's go into a team-by-team -team analysis of this thing, Bryant. That's how you said you wanted to set it up. Um, can we? Wh whatever team you want to start with. I mean, I have some notes here on uh, favoritism, and in terms of putting teams <laughs> in the spotlight, obviously the Dallas Renegades are darlings of the league with two big Thursday games back-to-back -back in weeks. Uh, what is that? Eight, nine, and ten. Well, we can start there. I mean, I have listings for all team. We'll, we'll go in no particular order, but we'll start with Dallas. Uh, they That was the one thing that, that really, you know, glared to me when I looked at their schedule is Dallas is playing both Thursday night games, weeks 9 and 10. Uh, some would say the first one is kind of even par. They play that late game week 8. So it is on the road, if I'm not mistaken, or is it home? I think it is at home, actually, week 8. Dallas does play against Seattle. But then they got to go to Houston for that Thursday night game. But then they get a whole week off. 
and kind of turns into an advantage for that week 10 uh, when LA has to go on short days rest, I guess. You could yeah, say. how and, bogus uh, is and that? Dallas gets a, and and Dallas for the gets playoffs, a too. Yeah, it could be for the playoffs. I'm just hoping that game doesn't have too many or too much uh, playoff indi- uh, implications. Yeah, well, look. Well, even if it doesn't have playoff implications, I mean, if, say if Dallas already has it wrapped up, you know, they're going to have an extra couple days of rest before the actual playoffs start. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. You're right. Good, good call. LA, LA or Dallas. I mean, whoever, if one of those teams is a playoff team, they're looking at, what is that, nine days of, of rest before they play in, a, in the – or no, it, they would play in the Sunday game. They'd have ten days of rest for the Western Conference uh, Championship games, Western Division Championship game on April 19th. So those are the two thirds. Can you thirds. imagine if they played each other again? <laughs> that would be if LA and Dallas played ten days rest. Then I guess that's not really an advantage of it. Yeah, then that's fair. That's fair to me. But yeah. also, you have to consider on April 9th, LA is playing uh, after having played on Sunday, April fifth, in the night game, no less yeah. against yeah. Seattle. They've they're the of all the teams in the XFL, they're the only team with that short of a break between games. Huge, not a huge Dallas has a, a, a glit. Dallas basically has the same same break. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, week eight to nine. yeah, week eight to nine is pretty much the same. Um, I'm trying to see if there's a difference between uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, time zones. The times. Are you going down to the times a second? I'm going to be there with a the, with the stopwatch. That, that, that may involve maps, so we'll, we'll save that for next week. <laughs> maps. Very it's fair. maps, colors, or animals. I'm screwed. Um, <laughs> if. <laughs> In terms of the uh, the fairness, then I guess it's LA and Dallas who are both experiencing those kind of short weeks and, and potential long weeks. Maybe at yeah. the end of the day, maybe you've talked me into it. Maybe that is fair. I'll say what I want though, going at the end of the season, is to be St. Louis. They have a big advantage, I think, home in weeks nine and ten, Brian. Yeah, it is pretty big. You did bring up uh, that in the pre-show. Um, they also start the road, start on the road twice in a, in a row, so that's going to be interesting too. The St. Louis callout that I had here, uh, they have Tampa Bay and DC on the road. Two, like you said, I'm sorry, at home at the end, the end, the two end of the season, two big division matchups that they get to play. You know, really from the comfort of their own home, they don't have to do much traveling those last two weeks. I guess that's the price you pay for uh, being on the road the first couple of weeks. But at least with this, uh, they might have some. Uh, some definite advantage going into the playoffs. I, and this, these are division games that, that are, they're home for. Not the beginning of the year where they're playing Western division foes. The end of the year, they're home and home against division. Division games are weighted. Obviously, St. Louis is probably going to have a tough time back-to-back weeks at Dallas, at Houston to start the season off. But i much rather have the, their schedule because the back end of it is very advantageous when you talk about weighted divisional games. What about what about the LA Wildcats, Brian? You, you've you've bitten your lip. Yeah, well, something okay, bitten your yeah, tongue. We, we we brought them up. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit on LA, but I'll bring up this. And I don't know if it's an advantage, disadvantage, or just something to think about. But it's really LA's home games are all on Sundays. They play no Saturday home games. They're gonna wait the week out, Maybe get a little more time while they're resting at home, and, and they're gonna play all their home games on Sunday. Is that just an LA thing? No, I mean we I don't see we play football here on Saturdays. I don't see what the problem is. Traffic's Maybe worse on Sundays than it is on Saturdays. Saturdays in LA are for big fights, I feel like. So, <laughs> so Sundays are, are going to be reserved for football. 
Well, you know what? Actually, I think if if you think about it, Brian, uh, at least from my perspective, when I was living in L.A., I would have loved. I would have been very appreciative of the L.A. Wildcats having all their games on Sundays because I pr- I might often be spending my Fridays and Saturdays in Vegas, but then I could make it back in time for the Sunday game. So maybe that that was some yeah. of the thinking behind it. <laughs> How many times did you go to Vegas while you were out here? I don't Way know. too many. Right. Way too many. Way too many. Okay. Uh, I guess maybe because in LA there are you know a lot of nightlife out here. Maybe that's the plan when they have these uh, games on a, on a Sunday out here. Who knows? Uh, let's shift over to the East Coast a little bit and let's talk about DC. I want to talk to them, talk about them twice in two instances really. Uh, we mentioned this on the on the YouTube Allen. DC plays no late home games. They all play the first game of the day, and. What better than to start the season with two straight early home games while people are having to travel to you? You're chilling at home, practicing some more, ready, getting ready to put your team together for the first time on the field. Oh, I, I think I, I figured out why I looked into that after we did the show on YouTube, Bryant. In D.C., out where they play at Audi Field, out in those Navy yards, uh, uh, public transportation stops at like midnight, I think. So you don't want any late games out there, and you don't want to worry about people not being able to get home. Early in the day, traffic there can be abysmal too. I think that's great. I think if you're a fan in DC, you're probably really happy about the early games whenever they're home. Vince, would you like to start the, at home for those first two weeks of the season? You know, while everybody's having to travel to you, you get those first two weeks to get that little extra practice in. You know, because this is the first time you're really going to be playing some competitive games. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, I didn't really think about that, Bryant. Um, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot. To, there's a lot of unpredictability here. You know, I, I don't. Uh, to be honest, I don't think it matters too, too much. I mean, you know, if you're at home, you're going to be expected maybe to do some, you know, promotional material, maybe, you know, you know, maybe, you know, take part in a street team to, to spread the word and get, get ticket sales up. Uh, but, you know, if you're on the road, your job is just to go out there and win the ball game. Talk to New York Guardians, Bryant. There you go. What do you got on them? They got an easy schedule as in, term, in terms of travel to the West Coast. We talked about how some of these East Coast teams are going to have to go all the way to the West, to Seattle, to L.A. Uh, they really don't have to go to L.A., which is a win for them. They play them at home week four. Uh, but they do have to travel up to Seattle. The problem with that is, is that game, 3 p.m. Eastern, early start, really favored, I thought, to New York, and not really giving that advantage to Seattle. We'll talk about Seattle in a little bit about that. Uh, expanded a little bit more but i think new york kind of saved themselves on this west coast trip they're gonna have to do yeah right it's a it's a sunday uh, when they go to the west coming off of a saturday game the previous week at home uh so yeah pretty cushy if you're a new york guardian or a new york guardians fan you also i mean a lot of these teams if you're a fan who's willing to travel and, and you know you might be able to get to a lot more games if you're a fan of say the, the Guardians or the, the Battle Hawks uh, than some of the other teams that are kind of going all over the place. Uh, what about those Dragons, though? Brian, I've always had a concern for them being all the way up in the northwest corner of the country. Well, well I'm going to flip it on them, and I'm going to say they're at a disadvantage at two East Coast games. You really think about it, two teams have to travel to them all the way up there uh, to the East Coast, uh, and it's going to be cold. It's Seattle. It's not, you know, sun, sunshines and rainbows up there. Uh, but they got hosed. The two home games that they have against East Coast teams against New York and Tampa. New York, we just talked about week seven. It's a 3 p.m. start. And then week 
uh, week two against Tampa. I'm sorry, New York was week seven. Tampa in week two, a 5 p.m. start. So really just early games. They don't have to play those secondary later games, those East Coast teams. In contrast, when Tampa goes to New York, they have to play at 9 p.m. And when DC, I'm sorry, when Tampa goes to LA, they have to play at 9 p.m. And when DC goes to LA, they have to play at 6 p.m. I think Seattle got a little hose on that advantage that they might have had against those East Coast teams. All right. Well, we're almost through all these teams. I, I still think right now, if I'm looking at all the schedules, right now I'm I'm loving the Battlehawks schedule most of all. But we have, a, what, a couple more to run through? Or a few more. We've got Dallas. Or when we hit Dallas, let's do Houston. No, we hit Dallas. Houston. We hit Houston already. I think the only one we have left is Tampa, my friend. We said, Tampa, wait, what did we I say just, about Houston? We talked about all their early road all early road games. Did we talk about that? Oh, no, we didn't. I skipped them. I'm sorry. Houston, all early road games. So all their road games are early. They don't have to do that late night travel. They're going to get home early. Uh, I think that's a huge advantage for their road schedule. I'm trying to think what, what kind of schedule I want if I'm a football team with no tight ends and maybe never ever th- running the ball will they run the ball i don't know i don't expect them to they've got like a billion <laughs> wide receivers when are you going to talk to coach moss next how's he preparing for all those wide receivers in houston and you don't even know which quarterback you're going to be facing in yeah, week that's, one that's, yeah that's a, it's a trip. i don't want to talk too much strategy with coach moss at the moment. <laughs> he's still processing i'm sure i'll get him for that at some point yeah, he still has camps um, to but, go. But, i think i'm looking way too far ahead I, if if you're a coach they're not thinking about that i hope not they've got to assess their own rosters yet but man I, i'm still i'm already thinking wow it's going to be a good contrast week one la and houston um but yeah you, they've got they've got back-to-back uh home games actually weeks one and two right uh, they do as well. You're right. But they play the Little Variety, L.A. at Houston, uh, the late game on, on Saturday, and then the late game on Sunday, week two against uh, St. Louis. And then we have Tampa Bay to still hit. I think we've hit all the schedules except yeah. them. So Tampa Bay, I just really quick want to talk because we they're going to be on the road the first two weeks. The same with St. Louis. But the problem with them, here's here's my issue with, with Tampa Allen. Houston, not the coldest, but not the warmest place uh, for this whole uh, that we know that's going to be the training camps right? that are happening in Houston. Uh, and then they're going to go and that's coming off of their mini camps in their local market in Tampa. So they're going to be pretty warm there. Their first game on the road, probably like a 10 degree game against New York, uh, you know, <laughs> at MetLife Stadium uh, to start the game, to start the season on the road twice. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're all cold weather games, too. They got to go all the way up to Seattle. Uh, that's going to be a disadvantage for Tampa. I'm not. I'm not too sure uh, they're enjoying that first two games of the season. Yeah, I don't know about weather it being an issue. At least in week two, maybe week one in New York. That definitely is a concern. But the th- concern, most of all, I, I this is the schedule I would not want because, like you said, on the road weeks one and two, and they don't even get the benefit of you know serving that time. And St. Louis does the same thing, but then they get to, the rewarded two home games at the end of the year while the Vipers are on the road at St. Louis in Week 9, and then they get to host New York in Week 10. Uh, the Vipers are, uh, you know, they get some back-to-backs at home, but not not at the, the, the pivotal, crucial, divisional time the way that St. Louis does, but yet they still have to pay the penance, pay the price in Weeks 1 and 2 on the road. That is uh, maybe something to keep an eye on, but then again... Uh, you know, you, you get one on the road to start that season, and uh, you're groovy. You're, 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 you're fine. The thing is, that week one game for Tampa, 
is a divisional game. That's that's against New York. That's a very important one. And you could say that week one, the most important games are that game and the LA and Houston game, because like I've been saying, weighted divisional matchups, Bryant. In a, in a, in a 10 week season, I guess that's something you really have to look forward, uh, look for. And as well as because, you know, the top two teams in your division are going to make the playoffs. So, so winning those games uh, are crucial, especially at the beginning part of the season. Cause you want to do, you want to be a little more relaxed towards the end of the season. If you can, if you can at all, make that happen yep and in terms of player matchups for any of these uh, weeks uh i have (laughs) i have two that i have circled that that i i just these are the games i want to see some players going at it uh i we're gonna hopefully see them uh you know injuries happen uh roster changes happen you don't know what could happen before then but at least for now on paper week one i know we'll get this i want to see that or that whole defense St. Louis at Dallas is going to be great. I, I've been raving about the St. Louis defense. I'm a big fan. Terrence Garvin. But the fact that Terrence Garvin goes against Landry Jones in week one should be extra special. And then, of course, you've got St. Louis's defense the very next week having to play against all those wide receivers. Kenny Robinson and all those DBs will help. That They're going to have to go up against that crazy run-and-gun, run-and-shoot offense for the Houston Roughnecks, Bryant. Yeah, two big offenses for St. Louis. That defense will be tested uh, those first two weeks of the season. That's huge. I'm actually looking forward to week seven uh, when Winston Moss's defense comes into St. Louis and tries to tame the young gun uh, behind center and Jordan Taomu. Yeah, that's that's yeah. You said you said it about right. Uh, that that's also remember. I'm not. I mean, I expect him to be the starter, but they did get Brogan Roback, who was the second quarterback taken. In, in the skills uh, phase of the draft, right? So, I mean, he's a guy who's been in some NFL camps. I mean, Jordan Tamu, I think, is special, but I think St. Louis might be one of the one of the teams we've been talking about that might actually have a quarterback battle in their camp. Uh, the others maybe potentially being uh, Seattle. Uh, I, I think you're definitely going to see one in Houston. Potentially, Vince has been calling... Ta- Vince has been calling Tampa Bay. I think New York is, I think Matt McGloin's pretty safe. And I, I think you're looking at Houston, Tampa, Seattle, and St. Louis as the as the toss-ups if you're looking at the training camps. But those are, those are completely different shows and a whole lot more to get into. And we don't have all the time to break down the quarterback battles that potentially may or may not happen. But we have really exhausted and gotten deep into this schedule. I'm sure there's more you have to say, Bryant. But if you do, I don't know. You're going to have to maybe do it on Patreon because, I mean, I, I'm all scheduled out. I, I just want these games to come already. That's the problem now is that the schedules that we have, uh, we definitely want the games to just start being played. So you're right. There's definitely more you can talk about. You can break this down into fairness or not. Wait until the season starts and then things really get crazy in terms of uh, what matchups are key to see, key to watch. Uh, and, and you definitely want to be in attendance for it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, ticket sales are going pretty well too, Alan. We haven't really talked about that too much, uh, but from what I can tell, you know, at least from the tickets that are available, and I'm assuming there's all of them, uh, there's a good amount of tickets uh, being sold to these games. Oh, they have to be. And if you're in St. Louis, you gotta be crazy hype for Week Three, 3 p.m. Sunday, February 23rd. I mean, St. Louis, that that dome when they play New York, 
You you were wondering, Bryant, who's going to be that team that's going to have to be the first team to play against St. Louis when football returns to that city. <laughs> we didn't talk about that, but unfortunately for the Guardians, it's them. I'm kind of happy for, it's not L.A. when, when you consider that because that is going to be probably the biggest home field advantage anybody has because I'm expecting maniacs in the crowds screaming for the Battlehawks. Alan, this game is not in Memphis. It's in St. Louis. Right? Oh, yeah, the, you realize that? Uh, the maniacs. Oh, yeah, you're right. I get it. Yeah, with an X. Get it? My yeah. dad jokes are on point. I've been practicing. I'm telling you, man, right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to get those going. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere there. I, 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 I've said it all along. You know, I, I dig to, to St. Louis a lot, but it's all in good fun. I'm really excited for them to have some football back. and I'm excited to get there to hopefully at least one game um, this season. Yep. I'm already circling my calendars. I'm hoping for D.C. for me personally week one. We'll see how it shakes out, Bryant. Who knows? Maybe we'll be in St. Louis for that game. I mean, there's a lot of planning and and preparation to go into these. If you're a fan, I know, you know, if you're a fan of any any NFL team, I know we've done this for years as as Steeler fans up here, Bryant, where you pick and plan the games you're going to go to on the road and try to make as many home games as you can. Hopefully you can get season tickets. But this is a really fun part of being a football fan. The schedule gets released, and uh, you map out how your season's going to go, and hopefully your team uh, will win all of the games that you go to, and hopefully uh, they get to the playoffs, and on April 18th and 19th, they're playing for a shot at an XFL championship. I, oh man, this is so cool to, to actually have tickets to pay for. XFL football fans, this is a special week that we've all been waiting for. I know Bryant was really hyped up for this one, but... There is another big uh, mile marker to hit, and probably that next big one, Brian, I'm going to say is jerseys coming out, right? Jerseys, I will say this uh, draft, based on what we're hearing, the supplemental draft, excuse me, that we're hearing about uh, might be pretty big. We had some players signed to uh, NFL practice squads this week, too. So there's going to be a lot of available roster spots. Uh, great how to see. The, it's going to be great to see how these coaches fill out their rosters before minicamp start in December. Yep, and uh, don't forget the all-important rule book. Even though Bryant and I have already seen the cover of it, we saw it in the flesh, or I guess the actual paper, uh, the rule book coming out will also be another huge one. And probably those will be moments, again, like this week where we do uh, impromptu live streams on our YouTube channel and uh, put some bonus content out there on Patreon in terms of interviews. Next week, we will have one of the XFL head coaches on the show. And if you want to get it early, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. It will otherwise be on next week's full episode. And uh, we have a lot more where that came from. Good, crisp interviews and a whole lot of breaking down all the news that comes into the XFL, Brian. Really, it's going to be great. Go figure. There's going to be a moment in time where the only mile marker left is kickoff. February 8th, Seattle and D.C. How? I mean, that's, that's going to be, yeah, it's, it, there's it's, so much still to go, but at some point we're going to hit that where that's the next mile marker. It's, it's going to be great. I can't wait for that time to actually happen, but yes, we have a lot coming up. Follow us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash. This is the XFL show. We're putting in a lot of content on there. Like Alan said, live streams. We also break up the show. Like I always mentioned, so subscribe there, subscribe now on your podcast. Give me, if you haven't already, uh, we're, we're, we're here weekly, sometimes bi-weekly. Who knows? Not bi-weekly. Excuse me, twice a week. Not bi-weekly. We're here every week. We've been here every week. Give me the credit for that at least. Yes. Uh, 93, yeah, sometimes twice a week. 93 weeks plus, baby. And uh, it was really hard this week because, like you said, breaking down the game. I, I, I found it difficult this week to not want to just talk about Jim Zorn only returning 
to DC for that first game. How Cardale Jones in that offense ma- matches up against Zorn's D. We still have some time before we have to do that. But we know the games. The schedule's out. Buy your tickets. uh, XFL.com. And uh, all the teams have their own uh, websites, right, Bryant, that you could go buy tickets at as well if you're in the local markets. Yeah, it's XFL and then insert team name uh, .com. Yeah, that's that's fun to see everybody tweet out pictures of their screenshots. As an example, example, XFLWildcats.com. XFLBattleHawks.com. Dot com And please, at XFL Show, if you screenshot you buying a ticket or got a picture of you holding up a ticket or whatever, we'd like to see it. We'd love to see uh, you know the videos everyone's putting out. People are super hyped for, for the XFL kicking off now that it's real and we have the schedule out. We've got players on rosters. Uh, the closer we get, the more we interact, the more fun it is. Cool, seeing cool videos like Lucas Walker getting uh, the draft call. I'm a big fan of that UPS XFL delivery guy, Brian, in particular. That guy's, he might have to be a guest at least on Patreon one day. He's hilarious. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. If you guys want to hear it, tell us at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's the quality of the play. And hopefully you thought that was another quality episode, but we got to get out of here for now. We'll be back next week with a whole lot more XFL talk for Vince. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.